Did you know there are caterpillars that never become a butterfly? Doesn't it make you feel a little sad? Think about that for a second. The caterpillar has the potential to completely transform itself, yet some never see the vision, put in the work, and trust the process of the cocoon to emerge with wings. As incredible as the whole process is, it's even crazier that no one can make that caterpillar change but the caterpillar itself. As it relates to life, what this tells me is you can remain the caterpillar or put in the work to become the butterfly and touch the sky. Either way, the choice is always yours. Hey everyone, I'm Isabel Estevez and I am pumped to welcome you to the second episode of my podcast, Everyday Above Ground, where we're talking life and the opportunity to live every single day like it's your last. Going back to the caterpillar and the butterfly, I have to say the butterfly is my favorite insect. To me, it's nature's incredible way of showing us change is possible. When I'm out on my morning walks, I turn into a straight-up schoolgirl when I see one flutter by. Yes, it's colorful, beautiful, and delicate wings are nice to look at. But to me, the best part about the butterfly is what it represents. This captivating creature is one of my favorite agents of change because this beautiful being once started out as a caterpillar and went through some serious transformational change to fly before me. It's just amazing. And so when I'm in my little world and I want to improve something in myself, I sit there and I think about, you know, change is impossible. Like clockwork, the butterfly appears and reminds me it is. Today's topic is part one of a three-part self-help series exploring change. The decision to change itself can happen in an instant, just like that. But the journey, the journey to change will happen over a lifetime if we do it right. You're probably like, wait, a lifetime? I don't have a lifetime. Plus, what kind of change are we even talking about here? My underwear? No. I mean, you should change your underwear, but we're going to focus on your mind. Because if you want to change anything, and I mean anything, mindset is everything. That said, I'm not talking here's five tips to drop 30 pounds in three days, you know, before summer type of change. I'm not even talking here's a hack to get promoted and move fast up the corporate ladder kind of change. And I'm definitely not talking about my top secret mind games to get your ex back change. I'm talking real, fundamental, from the ground up change. Where your mind is so solid, it can't be broken. Now the bad news is, this isn't a quick fix. We don't just wish to be the butterfly. We have to put in the work to become it. The good news is, like a caterpillar, you have the absolute power to do it. But only you get to decide that. 
And the even better news is once you become the butterfly, no matter what happens in life, the butterfly can never go back to being a caterpillar. So that is the type of change we're talking about from here on forward. So if you're ready to take the journey with me, let's spread our wings. Oh, I can already hear it. But Isabel, change is hard. Uh, yeah, no harder than staying the same. Let me just say this. I'm 41 today, and I spent 30 plus years staying the same in many aspects of my life because change was hard. In reality, do you know what was really hard? Only being able to sleep four to six hours a night, waking up two to three times a night, needing to take melatonin or drinking or smoking to be able to sleep longer than that, shopping like I had an endless bank account with a pile of clothes with tags that I long forgot I bought sitting in my closet, having paralyzing anxiety about everything and anything while smiling and living in silence with my mind in utter chaos day in and day out, like a hamster in a wheel all day long in my head wondering why I couldn't organize my thoughts. That shit is hard. Stay with me, Caterpillar. Everything you want or need is outside of the cocoon, not inside. If it was inside, you'd already have it. The fit body, the dream job, the fairy tale relationship. But the reality is, it all starts on the inside and then reflects on the outside. Today I woke up, which is a blessing every day above ground, after falling asleep almost like clockwork at 11 the night before, then sleeping at least eight hours, taking my first, first breath of the day, meditating in the morning, and putting together my new heavy bag and working on this podcast. I'm a different person. And not just because I say so, others are saying it too now. During a performance review, my boss told me I lead with integrity, meaning I do the right thing, even if it's not always the easiest. My friends and family are saying I genuinely look so happy. My former trainer said I was his favorite client, not because I pay a whole bunch of money, but because I actually put in the work and went from no weights on a leg press to seven plates like it was nobody's business. And perhaps most importantly, my teenage son told me just the other day how crazy it is how far a relationship has come in under a year. He told me that I'm just a different person and he loves it. And I love him. And had I not gone through those hard changes, none of those statements would apply and this podcast would not exist. So I'm here today to let you know change is possible when you're ready. John C. Maxwell, a best-selling author and pastor said, people change in four different seasons. Number one, people change when they hurt enough, they have to. Number two, when they see enough, they're inspired to. Number three, when they learn enough, they want to. And number four, when they receive enough that they're able to. 
According to John C. Maxwell, those are the four times people change. And I'll be honest, I had to sit with number four for a minute. My own conclusion is that number four represents uh, the openness to receive the idea of change. In my own example, this would be someone offering help or giving me advice and actually taking it rather than being dismissive or close-minded to it. If you think otherwise, I'd love to hear about it. Follow me on social media listed in the description of the podcast and join the discussion. But for now, let's assume I'm right. I'm probably right. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so hopefully you're in one or maybe even a few of those seasons of change. And even if you're not, by the end of this episode, maybe you will be. Let's say you are. If you want to get from caterpillar to a butterfly, we'll first have to assess where you're at in the cycle of change. Okay, so now this is two things I didn't know, but yes, there is a whole cycle of change. And if you're not familiar with it, allow me to share it with you. Before I do that, there's a second selfish plug. I myself am a visual learner, so I video produce my podcast on YouTube in order to flash slides up on the screen. Side note, tell me you work in corporate America without telling me you work in corporate America. I love slides. So if you prefer visuals, head to the description of this podcast for the details on how to watch this episode and more. All right, so now we're back on topic and on to metamorphosis or the cycle of change, whichever you prefer. There are six stages in the cycle of change. I'm going to use weight loss as an example here because I am obsessed with analogies as a powerful tool to drive home a message so that it really sinks in for you, the listener. Let's talk about the first stage, which is pre-contemplation. During pre-contemplation, you don't even realize there's a problem. And if there was one, you ain't doing a damn thing about it. You know you're overweight. You know half those clothes in the closet don't fit. You know you shouldn't be going through the drive-thru, but here you are on your lunch break, devouring a whole basket of fries in the parking lot of McDonald's. So what? True story, by the way. So that's pre-contemplation. You're not even aware a problem exists, and even if it did, who cares? Certainly not me. That is until you reach stage two, contemplation. Here's where you start to become painfully aware and begin toying with the idea of change. Yes, those basket of fries were tasting real good until the time I went on a cruise with my dear friend Claire a few years ago. And at the time, my weight was relatively in order. I liked the way I look. And when Claire was getting up at 6 a.m. on vacation to go work out, I was snoozing because I was not about to move until the buffet was open. 
Then we got to our first port in Honduras. And in my bronze color, high-waisted two-piece, I asked Claire to take some photos of me by a beautiful palm tree. She snapped a few and showed me. Oh, hell no. I'm like, Claire, do a different angle. Is that how I look right now? And because Claire is an amazing friend, she not only tried a bunch of different angles, but she reassured me I was as badass as I thought I was. However, later that night, I lay awake looking at these photos from every angle, and I realized I did not like what I saw. I knew in that moment I wanted to change. Contemplation is being aware and acknowledging the desire to change. As I said earlier, though, just wanting to change isn't enough. Which brings us to stage three. And a word of caution, I believe this is where most people get stuck. So stop multitasking for just a moment and pay very close attention to stage three, which is preparation. After the cruise, I knew I wanted to get into shape. And since this wasn't my first rodeo with weight loss, I had a general idea of what worked in the past and what didn't. It's in preparation that we begin to take some sort of action and start planning to tackle whatever it is we seek to change. For my weight loss, this was me watching countless hours of the best diet videos or recipes for weight loss or videos of people doing all sorts of workouts. And my goodness, quote after quote after quote because I am a motivational junkie. And this is where I say, this is the place where most people get stuck. Preparation can be so overwhelming that you invest all of your time admiring the problem instead of working on the solution. If you're here, after the podcast, of course, I challenge you to push yourself through to stage four. And that is my favorite stage, the one you'll ideally sit at the longest, action. Here is where real change begins. This is the caterpillar engulfed in the cocoon. For humans, this is planning out your meals, trying those recipes you viewed, taking a 30-minute walk instead of 30 minutes of Netflix kind of action. We essentially begin replacing old habits with new ones. And this stage takes time. How much time? As much as it takes. Just like our caterpillar trying to turn into a butterfly, there is no set time. It's not like we set a timer and we say, okay, Mr. Caterpillar, you've been in there for two weeks. Time to come out now. Nope. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. We'll dig deeper into time on a future episode. So for now, let's talk about stage five. And that is... Maintenance. Congratulations, Caterpillar. You are now a butterfly. You did it. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Uh, second side note, I also have a serious obsession with speaking in lyrics, but I digress. Back to maintenance. This one is a bit misleading because to me, it implies in a way that the journey here is done. 
And while you have done the work to replace the old habits with new ones, you're still living in a world where it's easy to get distracted. And even though you're now a butterfly, that presents new challenges that weren't even a thought as a caterpillar. So maintenance to me is this new but constant state of actively sustaining the changes made and learning how to keep them intact. I'll give you an example. I used to be a mega pop drinker, and I'm from the Midwest. I'm calling it pop. Too bad. Anyway, as part of my weight loss journey, I replaced the habit of drinking pop with a slow transition to water. I used to struggle going down the pop aisle, even though I was no longer drinking it, because sometimes I just craved it. Over time, I landed in a place where I didn't bat an eye going down the aisle, and I can now have one without going crazy. The biggest takeaway here is you develop the habits, but you're now tasked with keeping up with them. And more importantly, not becoming too comfortable because otherwise we enter the last and final stage of the cycle. Number six relapse. And I bet you're like, but Isabel, you just said drinking one pop won't make you relapse. Why are we here? We're here because when we get into that comfort zone, remember that comfort zone I talked about in the beginning, we get relaxed. We may stop going to the gym as much. We may stop planning our meals because we're like, oh, we already got it figured out. We know what to eat. We might start eating out more. We have uh, extra dessert because we're celebrating. We'll just hit the gym extra hard tomorrow. No biggie. Relapse is the stage where we settle into our new comfort and our old habits creep in to make these like combined actions that slowly but surely start shifting us right back into some of those old patterns. I'm actually here now in relapse, but relapse is not as bad as it sounds. We're not headed for a life of purgatory here, and it's called a cycle for a reason. The more we cycle through change, the more knowledge we have from before, and the faster we may cycle out. This is with heightened level of awareness, of course. So for me, relapse looks like exactly those things I just mentioned. I'm not planning my food. I'm eating out of convenience rather than for health. I haven't been on a jog in two weeks. That said, this level of acceptance of where I'm presently at and awareness of these things is what's going to help me move at ludicrous speed into the bonus stage of relapse, which I call, or actually I don't call it, someone else does, upward spiral. Upward spiral is like that boost off the ground right back into the cycle of change. And I know it's possible, and I know the steps to get there. All I have to do is take the first step and level up from stage one, pre-contemplation, all the way to stage four, action. For my fellow Super Mario Brother fans, the upward spiral is like the secret portal in level two that takes you straight to level eight to defeat Bowser and save Peaches with all your lives intact. See, upward spiraling is so much fun. So there you have it. Today I shared with you the four seasons of change as a reminder. 
people change when, number one, they heard enough, they have to. Number two, they see enough, they are inspired to. Number three, they learn enough, they want to. Number four, they receive enough, they are able to. We discussed those seasons of change. We reviewed the six stages of the cycle of change. Quick note here, depending on where you're seeking to change in your life, you can have multiple cycles happening at once. So for example, with my weight loss, I'm in stage six, which is relapse. And with social media presence, I'm in stage four, which is action. As a full recap of those six stages, they are number one, pre-contemplation. Number two, contemplation. Number three, preparation. Four, action. Five, maintenance. And number six, relapse with a splash of upward spiral. Man, I hope this was helpful. I gave you song lyrics. I gave you a movie nod. I gave you a video game reference, all wrapped into a podcast about self-improvement and the idea of change. What more do you want from me? If you insist, you can follow me on social media at IOWIT2U, where I post all sorts of stuff related to self-improvement. Sometimes it's a quote, my quote, not someone else's. Sometimes it's a silly video. Sometimes it's me skating around my neighborhood. But it always has a message of positivity and change. If you made it to the end, you're the real people's champ. And I look forward to talking to you again soon for part two of this three-part series. Until then, my beautiful butterfly, remember, every day above ground is a great day.